Welcome to the newest edition of the Screenfellows Podcast. My name is Carlos. And my name is Ozzy. <laughs> and in this episode, we're going to be reviewing Spider-Man Far From Home and Stranger Things Season 3. Enjoy the show. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. Ozzy, how you doing? I'm back, man. <laughs> yes, yes. It's been a uh, it's been a while. Uh, a month. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, <laughs> what? 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 Give me. Come on. What do you have to say for yourself that you've been gone for a month? It's been uh, extremely challenging <laughs> being away from the podcast, um, but I was out of town. Um, I was in Missouri, just visiting some family had a bit of family issues over there had to go ahead and take care of that but uh you know fourth of july happened stranger things came out and things just got a whole lot stranger so i'm here there's just so much content you couldn't you couldn't resist coming back right oh yeah i mean i just had to come back for stranger things and spider-man oh god you know yeah it just felt really weird being far from home so yeah yeah. All right. Well, if you can't tell by the audio, I'm not gonna acknowledge it. Uh, if you can't tell from the audio quality, uh, we are recording locally, like in person. So we're using a little bit of a different, uh, more ghetto setup. So uh, Ozzy feels like a little bit of a stand-up comic right now because he's got a mic in his hand. Uh, so he's not used to that. I'm not gonna lie to you. I do, but um, I just feel amazing right now. <laughs> So uh, if the audio is not up to its usual standard, that is why we are using a different setup right now. But it's going to be standard. Um, I think it's going to be standard. I think it's going to sound a lot better than it typically does. I, I don't know about that, but it'll sound, <laughs> I'm sure it'll sound fine. Uh, so again, thank you for bearing with us on that front. But anyway, so this review is coming a little late uh, and more than a little late for spider-man far from home so we are going to be going full spoilers so if you have not seen the movie uh then you might want to go see it and then come back and listen to this but we're going to talk about it pretty in depth and then we'll be talking about stranger things in depth as well but we'll let you know when we're getting there all right ozzy ready to start with um spider-man hell yeah let's get this party started all right so spider-man far from home overall thoughts what do you got um, I, I really loved it. I, th- I thought it was really great. Um, I thought it was uh, a different. I thought I, I liked the I liked the, the the part that they took um, in basically kind of shifting him in a different direction that we've never really seen him before, um, in a more vulnerable state. Um, and I thought it was really unique because you know we've seen different iterations of Peter. Um, kind of going through grief and loss for, you know, his parents and, and the Amazing Spider-Man movies. And then, you know, obviously the the loss of Uncle Ben. Um, this one was, you know, really the loss of Tony Stark and just trying to be um, him, kind of carry the weight of his, you know, car- carry the weight that the heat that he had held. Um, so it was really interesting getting into that and just seeing um, how he would, how he would take it uh and just and just kind of putting him in out there and i really i really enjoyed that 
this is a weird movie for me to review because I think at its height, this is some of the best stuff the MCU has ever done. Yeah. Especially visually. This movie is <laughs> stunning visually. Yeah. Uh, but it's also got some lows that are pretty low. There's a scene in particular that is really just a bad scene. Um, and we'll get to that. But let's start positive. And I mentioned it already. Let's get into it. I think it's the first thing that comes to a lot of people's minds with this movie is the visuals. Uh, Mysterio is a villain that has always had a lot of potential for the screen, for the big screen. Yeah. And we saw it in full force in this movie. Oh my gosh, some of the sequences in this movie, uh, be it the Spider-Sense sequence or the Peter Tingle sequence, I don't know what it's called, <laughs> Peter Tingle. Uh, that sequence was great at the end of the movie. And then mm. the when he initially figures out the Mysterio was a bad guy, Yeah. that scene is just awesome. Oh yeah, uh, it... it, it it's just like a, such a huge betrayal to him. Uh, and you see that he's honestly hurt because, you know, Mysterio's kind of, you know, warming up to him and he's being all all nice and things like that. Um, I really loved Mysterio. I wish we would have gotten more Mysterio, just, just like him flying around because it was so cool. I thought it was really cool just seeing um, Mysterio fly around, you know, obviously utilize his powers and, and things like that. So I just thought it was really unique to go ahead and, and, and see that. Yeah, I mean, look, you know I'm on the same page because Jake Gyllenhaal's my guy. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm all in on Jake Gyllenhaal. Um, yeah, he, he, I think he gives a really good performance here. I yeah. love the meme from this this past week, basically, where uh, it's Jake Gyllenhaal uh, basically walking into a tunnel. Yeah. <laughs> He's turning, walking into a tunnel uh, filled with fog, and it's like, and he's waving goodbye. And it's like Jake Gyllenhaal returning to his indie movies after giving us an amazing performance. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, that sounds about yeah. right. Um, I doubt we'll get uh, any more of him based on how this movie ends. Yeah. But that's unfortunate because he does give a really good performance. Um, let's talk about um, Peter and the his relationship with the the rest of his class. Uh, obviously, we have the Ned, the returning character, and then obviously uh, MJ, which I think if there was any doubt based on the last movie, uh, the last Spider-Man movie, mm. uh, this is definitely their replacement for Mary Jane Watson, which is fine. I I don't know. What do you think about the whole thing? Is she officially like, like not MJ? Like she's not Mary no, she, Jane? It, I mean, she's it. Like yeah. they keep calling her MJ. And it doesn't look like we're getting a Mary Jane Watson character anytime soon. That would be a little weird. Yeah. Are you okay with this? I know you're more of a comics, you know, stick to the comics person than I am. And even I'm bothered by this, so I imagine you would be. Yeah, I mean, I am bothered by it um, because of the fact that, I mean, it's, mm -hmm. you, know, you know, we were talking about Mary Jane. I had a conversation with, with a friend uh, a while ago about Mary Jane and um, how there were you know attempting to make there was apparently like a rumor that tom holland was like fine with making peter parker gay or something like that i don't know That's um, weird. okay but um but no i mean the the whole thing behind it is that, you know mary jane is such an integral part to his uh mm -hmm. t you know to his history you know what i mean yeah. um you know gwen stacy uh mary jane watson even even a recent character that they even threw out there um silk i mean i think these are all very um integral parts to his mythos and and mm -hmm. that you know they they help build this character to who yeah. he is now um so i mean i think i think the take that element away is definitely odd definitely because it, it you know we're not getting it's kind of like we're getting like a different 
a different kind of Spider-Man. Yeah. Um. So I mean, my whole question is, I mean, is there a multiverse? Like, is there a multiverse that, like, you know, that does have a Mary Jane Watson out there existing and things like that? So I don't know, but it doesn't seem like it based on this movie. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't seem like it now, yeah. <laughs> but um, you know, it, you know, again, I mean, it, 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 it is, it does bother me mm-hmm. um that she's not a part of it. I mean, I would at least, you know, if they're gonna go with Zendaya is Mary Jane Watson. I'd be fine with that. Then fine, like let's go ahead and do that because I mean, even even with Zendaya doing some of the things that she did in this movie, I, I you know I could I could pretty much buy that she would be a really good mm-hmm. Mary Jane Watson. I wouldn't mind her being Mary Jane yeah. Watson. Um, but again, I mean, it, it would they would have to like make it clear that this is exactly Mary Jane like, Watson. That's more my issue, honestly. Like because you know me, and we're probably gonna have this aerial discussion at some point. But I don't care. Like cast whoever you want; it doesn't matter. Looks generally don't affect the character themselves. I'm fine with if you want to cast her as Mary Jane, that's fine. But you are right; Mary Jane is a very big part of his mythos. I like how you said that. So why? Why doing? Why do this thing where you're just like you're gonna make this bold choice, but like half make this bold choice? Exactly. <laughs> to to me, I mean, like because it uh, people people are gonna be mad at the fact that she doesn't have red hair, which I I get because of the fact that you know that's such it, it, it it's a unique quality mm-hmm. of Mary Jane, and it's something that stands out in comics that Mary Jane has red hair. Mm-hmm. Um, Gwen Stacy has blonde hair, so it's very um. Those two women in Spider-Man's history do stand out, and I think the thing that makes them stand out is definitely the color of their hair. And Mary Jane Watson has, you know, you know uh, red hair, so I do think that people are going to be upset. I think that's one of the things that that, that really scares Marvel, um, Marvel Studios, is is the fact that there would be essentially changing uh, the 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 look of a character, yeah. um, especially especially just just I mean the the color of her hair. Um, so, I mean, I think that's where the issue relies. Um, but I mean, Zendaya, Zendaya, Zendaya does. Let's let's talk about Zendaya. Zendaya does. I I do like her. I I can't deny that I do like her being a romantic interest of Peter. I, I, Mm -hmm. I can't deny that. I mean, even playing, you know, Spider-Man PS4 where we do get Mary Jane Watson. Um, I can see Zendaya doing the things that MJ in the game would do. So, you know, I, I would like to see Zendaya. I would like I would like for the for Marvel Studios to just announce that it w- that you know there would be Zendaya that that Zendaya is Mary Jane Watson. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah that's the thing. Like, and, and that's the, this is one way to look at. It, but some some people have made this argument. It's like, well, if you want these characters to be of different different ethnicities, then make different characters and. That's a that's one way to do it, and then the, what we're saying is another way. It's just like if you're gonna make the choice, just make the choice. Like, come on. Um, because sometimes I think sometimes I think this is the middle ground that doesn't satisfy anybody. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because I think sometimes changing the eth- ethnicity isn't always a bad thing, and I think if they were going to attempt to do a different version of Mary Jane Watson, this would be it. For instance, they did it with Aquaman, and he, I mean Aquaman in the comics is originally a, a white white yes. you know caucasian male but you know what they did with jason uh jason, jason momoa was very interesting because i mean it makes sense also yes. you know because he would be you know from where's he from like the hawaii or something like He's that hawaii. hawaii yeah i mean it makes sense that he was he would most likely be someone of 
Hawaiian or Samoan descent. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it, it makes sense. So, I mean, I wouldn't be upset if they actually went out and just said, hey, she's married in Watson. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, just make the choice. Yeah. Um, but if we're just <laughs> accepting that, right? Yeah. Then you say you like uh, Zendaya's performance. Uh, I like their chemistry. I think that aspect of it really works. I, I don't understand. My thing with Zendaya is what I've always heard about her as an actress is that she it has great comedic timing, that she is really just she's a very expressive person. And mm -hmm. I never watched the Disney Channel show she was on, but mm -hmm. that's what I always heard about her. Uh, I heard one time somebody give an interview about how uh, they were going to do auditions for Disney Channel. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that they told her in the audition was study Zendaya because she is perfect when it comes to comedic timing and all of that and I've always heard that about her mm -hmm. and I can see that in her but it seems like every time I've seen her in a movie or a TV show with this and then I don't know if you're watching Euphoria on HBO yeah uh, but oh my gosh she is the most like muted person I don't know why like I don't know if this is like her choice or if like people are trying to tone her down for some reason I just she gives a really bland performance in this movie for me and I like their chemistry but she just comes across as really boring for me <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think it's just uh, the the character as well. I mean, I, I don't think it's necessarily necessarily her performance. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think that's it's just definitely how they want the character, maybe. yeah. I mean, because I mean, she she's really, you know, she's really quiet, but she's also really kind of, you know, she's a very quiet kind of, you know, kind of laid back character. Mm -hmm. So I mean, I don't really think that there's, you know, if the director's telling you, hey, you know, I need you to be like laid back, you know, kind of chill but mean. Yeah. I don't think there's really necessarily anything that you can really do. But I, I guess my <laughs> I guess my point is like if they know that's what Zendaya is good at because that's what the industry seems to agree that she's good at, then why is everyone telling her not to use that? Uh, it's just a weird choice to me. If yeah. you're going to cast Zendaya, use Zendaya. Yeah, I mean I agree. I mean I think that they should definitely make her more, give her more of a presence. Yeah. Uh, they did a, definitely more in this movie than than, than yes, Homecoming. Definitely, uh, <laughs> I like her a lot because she was one of my least favorite parts of Homecoming, and I like her a lot better in this movie. Yeah, I mean, uh, to me, she was a really integral part to this film. Yes, she did. She did. To me, she did a good job. I'm not saying that she did a bad job. Mm -hmm. um, but if they want to give her more of a presence, if they want to make her more of a strong female lead, I do believe that the screenwriters and director need to provide her more room to work, work, you know, work with. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, let's talk Tom Holland. Yeah. Um, he is awesome. In this movie. He has moments where you're just like, Tom Holland. Like, I could see him, like, you know, making a making an Oscar push one day. You know, he, he's got that kind of potential in him. I really like Tom Holland in this movie. He's a phenomenal actor, and you can really tell that he does respect the character, and he does love the character. So, mm -hmm. um, to me, and to me, he's the best Spider-Man Peter Parker that we've gotten. You know, yeah. people, and I, I know people... Or, you know, really stuck on Tommy McGuire. And, you know, I, I love Tommy McGuire just as much as the next guy. But there's some, I don't know, there's something about Tom Holland that really brings the best of both worlds together. Um, and, you know, definitely the fact that he's also so kind <laughs> really helps too. But, yeah. um, no, I mean, I think he does strictly just performance. I think he does a, a really phenomenal job. And, and he really just show um, the struggles of a real, of a really of a real of a real teenager just going through that time. I mean, especially the scene where, you know, there all these reporters are like getting into him and saying like, okay, like, are you gonna be the new Iron Man? Like, what's going on? Is there gonna be another alien attack? Do you know of everything? And it was so overwhelming to him. You can definitely see that, you know, yeah. getting into him. And then you also saw 
Nick Fury really biting into him and, and, and you know, just really affecting him affecting his, his confidence. So I mean I do Not think Nick that Fury, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean I do think I do think that he does portrayal a really fantastic uh modernized Peter Parker, just dealing with loss and just dealing with trying to fit in to such a you know, a big essentially a big big universe. Yeah. Well, uh, to me, Spider-Man Two is a movie that people romanticize. People love Spider-Man Two. Yeah, uh, you know, it's widely considered. Well, maybe a little less now because of uh, a little movie that came out last year into the Spider-Verse, but it was widely considered the best Spider-Man movie. Yeah, um, and one of the key aspects of that movie was uh, this thing of him kind of. F- Fighting whether he wanted to be Spider-Man, he wasn't. You know that that was a key aspect of that movie. He didn't quite know what he wanted to do, mm-hmm. and I think this movie does it better. That aspect of it, yeah. Um, you know because you feel his reasons for why he doesn't want to, and maybe that's a larger MCU thing. Maybe if this movie was a little bit detached and we weren't as connected to the storyline, then it would be different. I I don't know, but mm-hmm. I do think they handle it really well in this movie. Um, but let's talk about the some of the plot twists and turns in this movie, and then we can get into negatives. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah, so it's this movie is a little weird, right? Because you, all of the trailers, and again, we try not to hold trailers against the movie because it's not a lot of times it's not the same people making them. Uh, but a lot of the trailers set up this thing of Mysterio being a good guy. Yeah. And we kind of figured that wasn't the case, but and a lot of the movie hinges on you believing that that's that that's true that he's a good guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know, like how did that come across for you? Because like if it wasn't Mysterio, who's the builder of this movie? <laughs> like, I don't know. That was my confusion. Yeah. But what they did with Captain Marvel when they essentially made. That's scrolls good. Yeah. I was kind of open to the idea. All right, pretty much. Maybe they could flip it. Maybe us. they can flip it on us. Yeah. Because um, I was honestly going in. Because I honestly was like, is it all just a scheme yeah. or what? Yeah. But um, I don't. I don't know. I, I you know. I, I also thought there was going to be uh, Sandman possibly making an appearance. Mm. Um, just because of the trailer, you know, they showed you know yeah, the sand yeah, the element sand there. Um, so I don't know, you know, when, when, especially when the, when the movie kicked off where they're explaining the, the elementals, um, I was like, yeah, I mean, those could be, you know, villains. I mean, not my typical, yeah. not typically what yeah. I would want, but would feel more like a Marvel villain. Yeah. Like, okay, we, just villain. <laughs> we just have like four villains mad at the world <laughs> for something. Um, but no, I mean, I, you know, I, I thought, I thought anything was possible, especially after, yeah. after that, after what we saw in Captain Marvel, that twist that they did with the, uh, uh, but the scrolls, I thought that that was, I thought it was definitely possible. Yeah. Um, to me, uh, the the whole thing makes me split this movie in two, essentially, because before the twist, I, to me, I was just waiting for the twist to happen. Yeah. And I don't think that's necessarily the movie's fault. If you just take the movie for what it's it, what it is, and you don't take any of the, like the backstory and what's going on and all that stuff, then they do a good job of like trying pseudo tricking you into thinking he's a good guy and making you buy this whole multiverse thing uh but i don't know for me it was just like i was just waiting for the twist to happen uh once it happens the movie gets really good for me um yeah because then you get some of the 
actual Mysterio action of him fighting Spider-Man and, you know, Spider-Man figuring, or Peter figuring out what's going on, all of this stuff. Like, I think the plot really kicks into gear once we get that twist out of the way. Up until that point, it was a little slow. It's it's fine. Um, I don't know. To me, it splits kind of into two because of the twist. But again, I don't know if that's necessarily the movie's fault because it's like a lot of that has to do with the fact that I know Mysterio's a bad guy. So I mean, I was also interested to see Mysterio kind of be a, a good guy because yeah. of the fact that they were do, you know they talked about this multiverse thing, which I also bought. I also yeah. bought that. You know what I mean? Because of the it fact as that soon as they said in the trailer, <laughs> yeah, I bought. it. I was just like, yeah, this is a multiverse. Yeah, like why not? You yeah. know? Um, it would make so sense. Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, I definitely. It's not a bad answer. Yeah. Because you could have a Mysterio in Earth six one six actually be the bad guy, yeah. but you can have a you know Earth you know one hundred and four be Mysterio being like you know the great good guy and it's just like what (laughs) um but yeah i mean you know it was definitely i i I think the movie before the twist was still really good because i did like the fact that it's bad i just felt like it was slow and like i don't know i like the relationship that peter was building with mysterio though because he was really confiding in him and he would yeah, and he, and, you know, he was, he, he ended up, you know, kind of looking at Mysterio like, wow, like you're like, you know, you're kind of like an older brother, you know, kind of father figure, substituting for Tony Stark to some degree. So, you know, I, I, I really liked that aspect. I really liked their chemistry, especially Dylan Hall's chemistry with Holland. I thought mm-hmm. it was perfect, and I honestly bought their relationship. Um, and I felt super bad for Peter when I, I felt I felt I, I got mad at Jalen Hall, <laughs> Jalen Hall's character, because of the fact that he ended up just using Peter, and it was it was to me it was it was yeah. tragic. Yeah. Um, but I to me I, I loved seeing that that relationship building yeah, and that trust fair. that fair. they that they had there. Yeah, uh, I don't know. It's just I I guess I just felt it was a little slow, and then like you had the bland villains, so like at that point, but again they turn out to not to be villains. It's just it's weird for me. Yeah. Um. All right. I say that the second half or the after the twist is like it turns into a great movie, mm-hmm. but let's get into negatives now. Uh, to me, the worst scene in this movie <laughs> is after the twist. Actually, it's immediately after the twist. It's the exposition scene. Where, yes. where he just sits there and he's explaining his evil villain plan to people who already know his evil villain plan just for us, the audience. And it's like, this is so obviously like that they were like, all right, we have to let the audience know what's going on in this movie <laughs> somehow. So how do we do that? Okay, let's have him have an evil villain victory speech. It's so terrible. It's like, oh my gosh, it's one of the worst scenes in the MCU in a while. Like, it's so bad. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was it was definitely crazy. I was just like, I mean, you guys really couldn't do this any other, other way, way. <laughs> <laughs> because terrible. Scene. Yeah, I mean, he just kind of got up and then he just started. It was like a speech. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, like a speech. It's like, and you, Timmy, you did a great job doing this job. And here, I'm going to explain to it so we can have a Timmy back- was an Iron Man 4. You know, he built, you know, the, the previous villain yelled at this guy. So, you know, he got fired by Tony Stark. And now he's here. Hello. <laughs> oh I don't really think gosh. we needed all that. Yeah. It's, <laughs> look, 
it, it's not and it's not the end of the world like i don't think it's like it ruins the movie to me it wasn't like the i, I mean it's you a hate, bad you, it's a bad it's scene. a bad scene but i don't hate the scene as much as you do you <laughs> hate it <laughs> yes i did i did because at happy, the end of the day it wasn't a terribly made look, scene all, all i was thinking <laughs> No, it's not terribly made. I guess but the flashbacks were a little cheap. Like I don't think the flashbacks works at all. It just made it even worse. Like it made it feel oh so over the top. And honestly, you know what I thought of when when it was happening? I was like, uh, I thought of um, what's uh, it's not Sinestro. Uh, the the villain from uh, Incredibles. What's the what's the villain's name? Yeah, Sinestro. Is it Sinestro? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I thought of him when he's like, "Oh, you caught me monologuing." <laughs> That's exactly what it was. It was the evil villain monologue. It's like they had to have it, and like they made it like one of the worst ones in a while. Um, I don't know. It was a bad scene. Um, but yeah. So there's I was that. I was disappointed because they. I was hoping that this wouldn't tie that the villain because the last two villains from 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 Spider Man have really tied into Tony Stark. Yeah, and I was really hoping that it, it would digress from that. I think this movie is an it's an epilogue to the MC because this is the last Phase Three movie. Uh, you yeah, you would think the End Game is, but it's not. It's this movie, and I think this movie is an epilogue. So I guess it kind of makes sense because this is kind of wrapping up Tony Stark's story in a way. Yeah. Uh, giving us kind of that bridge to the next chapter. Um, so I, I don't know. That that kind of worked for me. But I get what you're saying. It's like you would think that we would kind of move on and he would become more independent at this point. Um, yeah. I mean, because, you know, don't get me wrong. Yes. I mean, I, I do understand that, you know, there is going to be remnants of Tony Stark in there because he did assist this universe Spider-Man become who he is. Yes. Um, but I, I just wish that the villains wouldn't originate from a mistake of Tony's, if yeah. that makes sense. You know what I mean? I want, I want Peter Parker and in, in the MCU to have an arch nemesis. I want him to have some, <laughs> that was the greatest thing oh, okay. I've ever had in my entire life. But no, um, I, I want him to have a villain yeah, that, yeah. that, you know, that, that's his, at the end of the day, we, Spider-Man is still one of the most known heroes um, well, we haven't gotten our traditional like yeah, we classic got... Spider-Man villains yet, and yeah. I think that's interesting that we still like we've essentially blown this universe wide open, be- or this smaller section of this universe wide open because of the end and the post-credit scene, mm-hmm. um, and we haven't even gotten to the major villains yet. We haven't seen Green Goblin in this universe. We haven't even seen uh, Harry Osborn or his dad. Like we haven't seen any of that. That's what I'm saying. I mean, and I wanna, I want to, I, and yeah, and I want to. Get to that aspect because I I want to see I want to see Tom Holland you know because those are those are really close you know villains to Peter Parker Rogues Gallery too yeah he has one of the one of the greatest Rogues Gallery of all time if we're gonna be honest here it's like him and Batman essentially exactly um and you know just seeing I I would love to see him you know have a conversation with Norman Osborn or you know. Venom, which I'm pretty so upset with what they did with Venom. Ever gonna get Venom. I know, to be but it, I'm so sad about it. I'm so sad about it. <laughs> so sad about it. But they wasted it with that stupid Tom Hardy movie. I know. I'm not Yikes. happy about it. You know what I just saw recently? Side note. What? Uh, I, like I was watching a little bit of the Dark Knight, <laughs> like the Dark Knight Rises. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. And I was just like, <sighs> damn it, Tom Hardy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know what it, it is. What it is, you know. All right. Well, um, Andrew, do you have any other negatives? We haven't really gotten to too many of your negatives. I don't have 
a lot of negatives really i mean they're probably small gripes but nothing too major i'd have to like really really dive deep yeah i got you i got you (laughs) to go ahead and pull out any negatives um well like i said my my negatives are i do think that it takes a little bit to get going to get going once we get to the twist and once we get past that i feel like the movie kicks into high gear and it's like okay we're, we're into the movie that's really cool uh, it does stumble <laughs> with that scene that I do think is rough. Um, and then I kind of talked about, I wish Zendaya would have a little bit more, cause I do think that there's more potential there and I wish they would use her more. Yeah. Um, those are my main negatives. I, my brother, uh, I wish he was here, but my brother is like super, he, he like loves it better than the first one. He's like super high on this movie. I am not there. I don't know about you. Yeah. Uh, as far as I'm concerned into the spider versus the best Spider-Man movie ever made. Uh, and the last and uh, Homecoming, I feel like I was consistently like I think I think I even said in the review through Homecoming, I had this stupid goofy grin on my face the entire time. I was just loving it, just enjoying yeah. it the whole time. It's not a perfect movie. I do think there's problems with it, but I was just having a lot of fun with it. This movie, it became that once we get to the twist. So I, that's why I don't think that this movie is quite as good as the first one. Uh, I don't know how you feel. Mm-hmm. Um. I love both. I mean, I think they're still pretty on par. I think this is still a pretty great sequel to the first. Um, oh, definitely a good sequel. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I thought it was really great. Um, I'm, hmm, I don't know. I gotta, I gotta give it some more time. Yeah, I don't know because I, I, I love. I mean, my my top four Spider-Man movies are. I mean, Homecoming and by the way, no order. Um, Homecoming, <laughs> Far From Home, Spider Verse, and then you know Sam Raimi Spider-Man Two. I mean, I think they're all amazing movies no pun intended (laughs) uh rip amazing (laughs) spider-man or amazing spider-man 2 that movie's terrible uh the first one is there's you know what i was thinking about the other day you know what i was thinking about the other day because i was watching a clip from amazing spider-man 2 movie's so bad where Electro was fighting uh, Spider-Man, which is one of my favorite sequences. I think it was actually a pretty good sequence. Yeah, it's a fine sequence, yeah. But I remember, because we actually we watched that movie together, yes. and I remember you being a lot more positive then than now. <laughs> I don't know about I that. remember, yeah, because I could have swore you you enjoyed it. I feel like it was more <laughs> than Winter Soldier, because that's around the time it this, came out. This is the negative <laughs> of us not having a podcast at the time, because there's no record of it. But I am almost positive that you were higher on it than I was. No. <laughs> but you know, I was, I was kind of like, ah, I mean, whatever. Because I remember, I remember the CGI. I guess the world will never know. Yeah, because I remember the CGI in that scene. I was like, is oh, this it's rough. Oh, <laughs> it's video game like levels, dude. That's what I was saying. <laughs> but um, but no, I mean, I'm gonna go ahead and give this movie solid nine. <laughs> Jeez. you come back and you're always like. <laughs> there was no other way for you to come back to the podcast is for you to give it I just a ridiculous give it, I just, nine. It's not a ridiculous that nine. Ridiculous. Oh, no, it's not. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's not ridiculous. This movie, this movie is a 7.7. 7. It is a good You're movie. ridiculous. This is a good movie. <laughs> Talk about ridiculousness here, guys. This okay. guy gives Spider-Man Far From Home a 7.7. Not, 7. Yes. It's ridiculous. This, this is a good movie. It's to me, it's basically just another MCU movie because they're like I said, they're super good positives, but then there's also some rough negatives, and I think they kind of balance each other out to ultimately being a good movie. Tom Holland's tragedy in this movie pushed it to a nine for me. All right, <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I do. Last thing I'm going to say about this movie. I do like the parallel of the first movie in the MCU being Iron Man ending with Tony revealing his identity to the world. And this movie, which is essentially the end of this era of the MCU and the beginning of the next one, ending with Tom Holland being forced to reveal his identity to the world. I like that parallel, and I do think it kind of... It, it's a it's a good way to start the next chapter in the MCU, whatever that is, because we don't know what that is yet uh, as of recording. Uh, we don't know what that is because Comic-Con is coming up. We might get some news there, but... Yeah, I think that they're not making any movies for... Nothing's coming out next year. Yes, it is. What's coming out next year? Uh, they have two dates scheduled for next year. We don't have any titles attached to them. All right. And they're already filming one thing, which the only thing we know that they're filming right now is the Black Widow movie. Is it a prequel or? Prequel. Obviously, it's prequel. Come on. I mean, they're yeah, but she come back. Oh, come on. She come back. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're not going to bring her back. No, it's it's a prequel. I think they've already said it's a prequel. I'm um, mad about it. So that's the only one we know that they're filming. Uh, there's tons of them in production, obviously. We have Guardians 3 is in very pre-pre-pre-production because James Gunn's dealing with Suicide Squad as well. Uh, Black Panther we know is coming. Uh, Doctor Strange 2. Doctor Strange 2 is coming. There's one other one at least. Oh, The Eternals is... I think The Eternals is almost done casting. Yeah, Angelina Jolie is in it. M- yes. Millie Bobby Brown is in it. Honestly... Uh, that's fine. I just really I would want. Love if they started with a super weird like Eternals movie. I just I want Doctor Strange too. Like I really want Doctor Strange too cool. because I like the first one, and then we've had like you know obviously he's been throughout the MCU. But I just you know after Infinity War I just yeah. want to man I just really want. Yeah. He was he was amazing in Infinity War. <laughs> he was one of my favorite parts. So I just really want to I really want to I want to really Doctor Strange too. Did you did you see? Okay, uh, I didn't even think of this title. But when I the only the first time I heard it was when James Gunn said this wasn't going to be the title of of Guardians three as Guardians of the Galaxy as Guardians of the Galaxy that would have been perfect <laughs> I hate that it's not going to be the title I hate it uh, but you know whatever <laughs> I would have loved for it instead of it being called Volume three that it would have been called Guardians of the Galaxy as Guardians of the Galaxy <laughs> yeah. that's like its title. Yeah. The All rise right. of the Asgardians. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I won't be surprised if um, moving forward we start to see a little bit more, n- not complete balance, because I do think we're going to start pumping out three MCU movies a year again uh, at some point. But I do think we're going to start to see a little bit more balance between the movies and the TV shows, especially with the Disney Plus stuff coming. I know the first one coming out is going to be the, the uh, Winter Soldier and... Falcon. Falcons. Are you are you fine with that being a TV show? And how long? How many seasons do you think it's going to run for? I think they're going to be very short seasons. I'm talking like six to eight episode seasons, uh-huh. uh, and they're going to put a bunch of money into it. And then how many seasons? I don't know. It depends on the story. I think some of them lend themselves to like longer things, and some of them lend themselves to shorter stories, like. I mean, I'm I'm probably the most of anybody in the world looking forward to Vision and uh, Scarlet Witch one. I know a lot of people just don't care about that. It doesn't lend itself to a super long story, but, you know, uh, one season of like eight episodes, I could be down for that. And uh, You know me, I'm super, I love shorter television. I think do you, shorter the better most of the time. Do you think that we're going to see those shows merge on to film will they cross over more 
Maybe. Maybe. Because that's my fear. Because, I mean, we're losing essentially four great characters. Because, I, I, I mean, we're not... Because on to the next chapter. That's the thing. Like, Yeah, but I don't see... I don't see Avengers... I don't see... I don't see... Because I see a, I see an Avengers movie coming down the line. Obviously, different characters are going to be there, but I do see an Avengers movie coming down the line. Maybe in the next, you know, ten years, we'll get another one. Yeah. Maybe the, we'll get the fifth one. I think it depends on the character. Hawkeye. I'm sorry, I don't think he's ever going to get a movie, but a show with Hawkeye could really work, right? Um, yeah, and I wouldn't mind. And I, I wouldn't mind. And if I they, mean, essentially, yeah. essentially, I think I think a, essentially speaking, I think a movie could be better. For Hawkeye, maybe, but I don't think it's ever gonna happen. Like whether you think it would work or not, isn't it, isn't he getting a show? Isn't yes, he getting? A show? Yes, but that's a show. that's that's but that's my thing though, because I don't know what. Because I'm th- I'm talking about the length, because I'm I'm just saying, these episodes are at least gonna be for an hour. Probably, yeah. Season is if we're if we're talking eight to six six hours, we're talking like if we're talking an hour episode, we're talking eight to six hours of content yeah. with Hawkeye. I yeah. think the logistic thing to do would be to give him film instead of a show. But, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Like, to me, it depends, Cause how, yeah, cause it, it depends on the character. They're, yeah. I think they're making these shows for different reasons. For Hawkeye, it's a character that they are never going to give a movie. So they're like, but we have this great actor in Jeremy Renner, so we might as well use him. Give him a TV show. It, to me, that's their logic with that character. Okay. Uh, with the Vision and uh, Wanda show. Again, these are characters that aren't going to get their own movies. Give them a show so we can have them and use these actors um, in in something that focuses on them, but not necessarily commit two hundred million dollars to a movie. You know, like yeah. it's it's to me it's more of a money thing for most of them. Now I think there's one exception, and it is the Winter Soldier and Falcon show. That to me very much sounds and seems like it's going to be something where it's like if people like this, we will make a movie. Because I could easily see them making another Captain America movie with a different cap. Because there is comic precedent for it, so you're not going to have pissed off comic fans. And it's a recognizable name, so people, the general audience is going to see a trailer for that and go, Oh, Captain America, a new Captain America movie. I'll see that. Um, So I I think this is a little bit of a testing ground for something like that. So I I think they make shows for different reasons, basically, is what it comes down to for me. Uh, Loki, another thing, that one's a little weird. <laughs> that one's a little yeah. weird because he's such a popular character. You almost could get away with make, giving him his own movie. Exactly. It's just a story question of how would you give him his own movie and make it make sense story-wise. Yeah, I agree. I agree so, with that. I don't know. It's it's very strange. Um, all right. Well, I think we're going to move on to Stranger Things Season 3. You ready, Ozzy? I am ready for Stranger Things Season 3. This might be... Is it the best season of Stranger Things? Arguably. I it's it's I do, I do think it's better than season two. But, and that's not just me negatively of season two. I like yeah. season two. Uh, to me, it does compare to that first one. It, it's so good. It really I, love, I love this season so much. <laughs> I love this season so much. Yeah. It's so amazing. Um, oh, my gosh. Okay. So, let's, let's go... How do you... See, last season, I was so good. I took notes on every episode. Like, I knew what I wanted to talk about. This, this season, not so much. I did not take notes. <laughs> um, but let, let's get into it. Uh, let's start character by character. I think that's the best way to do it, right? Yeah. All right. So let's start 11. Um, 
we are very much into teen <laughs> teen 11 <laughs> um, yeah <laughs> she's like spending most of the first couple episodes making out with mike which yep. is an interesting sight <laughs> um i really like her this season i think uh especially as the season progresses um you start to see more and more how it's she's just a character who she's like uh she almost feels like a, a lethal weapon like danny glover type thing it's like yeah. i'm getting too old for this <laughs> like she's just getting tired of it she and to be fair all the characters all the other characters treat her like a weapon yeah in this show and honestly like there it got it got to a point early in the season early for me where i was sitting there going this can't be good for her <laughs> like she's bleeding from her nose from a for a reason right yeah. like that that's like to me is it is i'm like thinking is that like brain damage like what is going on yeah like uh you know you don't think of it at first right you, you know in the first season we're just like okay she's so she, i mean that's cool she kind of like it's a visual representation of when she uses her powers so that's a pretty cool uh, visual thing but after a while you're just like i mean that's not that can't be good right yeah and i'm glad they dealt with that too like i'm glad we finally start to recognize like guys she can't keep doing this <laughs> like, exactly even if she wants to like by the end of the season obviously we know what happens with her powers and all that but it got to a point where it's like oh my gosh like come on and i i really like that that's a key aspect of her storyline this season is just that she can't keep using her powers at the rate she's using her powers uh, and it's it's even on her a little bit because she was like using it for fun and spying on Mike like and stuff like that. And it's like, yeah. you got to be a little bit more careful with that too. So I like, to me, that's the one thing that stuck out with her storyline is that they actually dealt with the fact that it's it can't be good for her to be using it at this rate. Yeah. Um, what did you think of her storyline? Um, I thought her storyline was really great, um, especially. Um, which by the way we're going to talk about billy um oh, we will talk about billy. i loved billy this season but side side no, note we're gonna get into that. <laughs> um, you haven't seen my tweet <laughs> i have not seen your tweet i need to i need to i'm gonna look at your tweet in a little bit but um no um i thought she had a really interesting storyline this season and i thought that you know especially the duo that she had with max um throughout the season was really well done um i i, I yes, yes i point. loved i loved l this season because she was, you know, we got more of her this season. You know, what Max said is like, you know, let's let's see more of you, and we definitely got more of Al this season. Um, definitely getting, you know, getting into her own kind of, you know, mm -hmm. her character. You know, um, so I, I like that. I like the fact that you know we get to see, you know, we get to see her and Max, you know, trying on different outfits, you know, and being, you know, just trying to be a normal teenage girl at that point in time. So it was really interesting just seeing her acclimate to the to the times you know not being you know so hidden and just you know being herself but also still being l at her core you know like when yeah. there was when stuff was in the fan she was um definitely yeah. very protective of everybody um Especially Mike. <laughs> yes and 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 she was she is very powerful yeah. i could tell that she was a lot more powerful this season than, than well, previous mean, seasons. We, we know from the la the ending of the last season that she is super strong. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, she lies essentially. She yeah, lies at least. Um, so yeah, and that's a good point with her hanging out with Max and stuff like that. It kind of, in a way, it it makes the moments where they treat her like a weapon feel a little bit more 
kind of dangerous to me because you know that she is an actual person like it, and we get to see more of that like you said with the max stuff yeah. so it juxtaposes against like when we get uh when we get her basically just being like weapon x essentially yeah and it makes it stand out because it's like whoa, whoa she's just a teenager <laughs> like yeah she's a teenager dealing with teenager problems let's treat her like as such you know uh so that's that's a good point uh as well uh, all right, let's talk about Billy because you brought him up. Let's talk about him. Um, Let me pull this actor's name too. Uh, yeah, you pull <laughs> it up. I, I don't remember his name. Um, uh, the my tweet spawned from a comment he made where he was like, "I think he has a bit of a." He said something like, "He's a bit of a hero in this in this season because of obviously how it ends and stuff like that," and he is. Um, he has a bit of a redemptive arc, right? That's that's basically the gist of what his comment was. Yes. And I I don't know. I to me, I felt so uneasy with that comment in particular and honestly the love he's been getting this season. Because I feel like it's just maybe it's because the writers decided to drop the storyline and maybe that's it. Maybe I should just accept that. But he is openly racist in season 2. Yes. He is just a straight up racist. <laughs> <laughs> and to me, I just I have a hard time that we've just all going like, oh yeah, Billy, we love Billy. And it's like, really? Like this is a kid who told his sister to stay away from the black kid because he's a, there's a certain kind of people you don't hang out with. Yeah. <laughs> I, that doesn't that doesn't sit well with me. It it will never sit well with me. I don't like calling him a hero. I don't like. He has a moment at the end that's like quote unquote redemptive, but it doesn't quite work for me. Um, I, I don't know. Like I just I'm I I think he's a lot more tolerable in this season, and I think that was a deliberate choice. They wanted to make him not a racist in this season. Um and that's fine. And they wanted to give him more of a more of a interesting role in the story. And again, that's fine. But the love he's been getting is just it makes me a little uncomfortable. You're not gonna lie. I mean, I mean, yes. I mean, you can, you can, yes. I mean, yes. He, you, yes. He was openly racist. Um, in in the second season. Yeah. But to me, this season, not to not to forget what happened last season. Mm. But this season really broke down the bully behind Billy. Yeah, and I think, and I think, and I think that's what I think that's what really had people really love Billy this season because the fact that, um, you know, we were we we got to see a lot more characterization from Billy and and especially his performance and I'm gonna be speaking about this performance in just a minute here, but um, seeing that he misses his mother mm-hmm. terribly seeing Which doesn't excuse him for being racist but. No, no i'm not saying it does i'm, I, I'm saying, not saying you are i'm just saying i'm just saying yeah. you know you know but we see you know as to why he is the way he is the yeah. woman that he that he loved which was his mother le- legitimately just abandoned him mm-hmm. when his father was abusive and you see as to why billy is the way he is i mean his father because we don't know i mean i'm only getting context clues essentially yeah. that his father was very well, I know his father also could have been racist, That's which is true. why Billy is probably yeah. racist. Um, so, I mean, you just see, you know, you really just start to break down like all these barriers 
you know, especially in the scene where Millie Bobby Brown is going through this essential hurricane. Mm-hmm. And very much reminded me of Inception, by the way. Yeah, and and it was just you're sitting here, just like this this part, this kid has not had it easy, and no. this is why this is the way he is. And you ultimately feel, ultimately, he's a tragic character. And I think the thing that really shocks me um, about this character and about you know Mr. Uh, Montgomery's performance, I don't know how to pronounce his first name. It's D A C R E, so I don't know if it's like Dacker, Daker, Daker. I don't know. Um, Dak. We'll just call him Dak. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, his performance in the scene where. He and and L are having this dialogue, and it's you know the mind flare in Billy, but then Billy drops that tear where he's like everyone. I was like, damn, <laughs> I absolutely yeah. loved. To me, the performance wasn't good; it was phenomenal because, to me, I can totally buy that Billy was in there attempting to fight yeah. his way out, and secondly, Billy may be. A, a a bad person, mm-hmm. but he is not a monster. Yeah, and I think that speaks volumes. And I think that was the reason why people ended up loving Billy is because of the fact that you know Billy Billy may have his problems. Billy may be you know bad. He may mm-hmm. be f- heavily flawed, but he's not a monstrous person. Obviously, he was about you know obviously he yeah. was about to do a bad thing by sleeping with Mrs. Wheeler. He was on his way. Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And and that's why I guess I guess where I'm getting thrown off is like there's a lack of nuance in the conversation. It's like the love for Billy is like just straight up love for Billy. And it's like you can love what they did with his character this season, but we can't forget the fact that he's racist. He tried to he tried to sleep with a married woman. Like there's a lot going on there. It's like this character is not a good and maybe I, I fully admit that part of it is a me thing because we've had this com- we've had a very similar conversation. Mm-hmm. Can do you know what movie? I forget what movie. What, com- what movie? Three billboards outside of having. Yeah, 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 yeah. We, we did a have a different. S- yes, we did. Very actually, similar yeah. conversation where it's like, maybe it's maybe it's a me thing where I just, I, to me, when I have when there's a racist character, I just I want the character to be despicable, and I don't like giving redemptive arcs or redemptive moments to racist characters. I just don't like it. I'd rather them be the evil villain. Like, <laughs> please keep them the evil villain. Yeah. Uh, but I understand that maybe there's an element of nuance there. I just don't like when it turns into, oh, but he's so funny. <laughs> yeah, but like, I mean, I, you have he's to, also you, racist. Yeah, but you have to blame the fan base because you have to separate the fan base and the love from the actual character Agreed. himself. Agreed. Um, so I mean, to me, and I do think part of it is that they just wanted to forget that he was. Right. They really did not bring it up at all in this season. If you just watched this season, you would not know he's racist because this season compared to other seasons also moved so much quicker. Yes. Because I mean Billy wasn't even Billy was only Billy Billy for the literally first episode, first episode yes. which made me mad cuz my friend and I wanted to see more of just regular Billy, you know what I mean? Cuz especially when he's just like Mrs. Wheeler. <laughs> it it's just, you know, it's just like wow, like I want to see more of Billy kind of being and a he douche. Is he is, he is and he is season, he's super he, funny in that He moment. is funny. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, I definitely wanted to see more Billy, but I mean, they yeah. they took no time no, no, no. in making him controlled by the mind flare. Yeah, and and part of that has to do with the fact that this season, for me, there are 
the if the, if I'm gonna pick a flaw out of a flaw out of it for it, it's going to be essentially that early in the season, especially there are too many storylines. Yes. There is a lot happening, and maybe that's why season one is so better. Maybe I don't know. Again, I can't decide, but. There is a lot happening, and I think that the reason that it moves so fast is because they're like, I think very quickly in the writing process, they're like, we have to start paring this down really quick or else it's going to get out of control. It's going to terminate Game of Thrones with the amount of storylines. Yes. <laughs> so they were just like, all right, we have to move this storyline to this point so that it can meet with this storyline and we can just combine them. Um, and it, is, it does move really fast, and I think that's part of the reason why. Um, all right, let's talk about the... the the scoop troop. <laughs> scoop troop. I love everybody in the scoop troop. Um, <laughs> you know, I wasn't expecting um, Lucas's sister to be a main character in this season, but I'm not mad at it. <laughs> She's really funny. <laughs> she was hilarious. Let's talk about Susie real quick. Susie being part of the scoop troop at the end. Oh my gosh. Oh, I want more Susie next season. Oh, 100%. <laughs> and I think... Susie Pooh is what her name is. Oh, yeah. She's definitely <laughs> going to be a character. She very much feels like a character like uh, Lucas's sister, who has a very short uh, bit in the in season two, but they were like, I mean, she's so great. We have to bring her back. And I think <laughs> Susie is going to be one of those characters as well in season four where they're just like, we have to bring her back. Come I on. love that whole entire sequence uh, with song, her. <laughs> it's so funny. I kept like... It's the funniest I, moment in the entire show. I, I replayed it back at least 20 times. <laughs> it was my amazing. My brother and sister sing it routinely. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. I love it uh, so much. It's, it's hilarious. <laughs> so, yeah, their, their whole thing. Um, we have, um, obviously... Uh, Steve, yes, and then uh, uh, Maya Hawk's character can't think of her name. Um, so Maya Hawk is obviously her character is the new addition to this. She's the big new addition to the show. She's essentially a main character. Yes, um, and I really liked her character. She she's a character who, unlike Max, who was the new addition from last season, she took Max took a while to get going. Like it took us a while to to kind of get attached to her and be like okay i accept you as a new cast member <laughs> essentially whereas this uh my hawks character i basically instantly i was just like i i'm i'm down with that like she's she's such a good character right off the bat yes i loved robin yeah, she was robin. so great um you know she definitely fit in and i loved how she was just like she was kind of just forced to kind of like get everything going she's like i mean i guess this is going on, especially when when she's like, "Wait, so who threw the like?" She threw the car, and Steve's like, "Come on, she has element powers. Like, get with it." Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, it's it's so great. And she is. Let's be honest. She's a bit of a plot device uh, in this in this show because she very conveniently is really quick at picking up Russian. <laughs> yes, she, it's, it's really weird um, how fast she's able to pick it up. Maybe yeah. she's like genius level, but then why is she not in college? And you know, why is she working at an ice cream place? <laughs> I love that both of them are working at the ice cream place or taking turns. Yeah. <laughs> taking turns uh, deciphering the thing i love the setup of this like how dustin's like trying to contact uh Susie, and like that's how he accidentally picks up the russian signal um yeah i just i loved all of that whole storyline is great it, it really is great from start to finish and i love how dustin and yeah. steve are just best friends now oh yeah i love it it's it's one of the greatest things that they could have done with the show is definitely add their 
because their chemistry was great last season. That mm-hmm. was one of the best things about last season, and they really exposed it more this season. And I yeah. loved it. I loved it when they first met up, and they were just like, dish, dish. Yeah. <laughs> I loved it. It was really great. Yeah. Um, I love Steve is a great example of how you make antagonistic characters likable and into protagonists. He was yes. a, he was an antagonist in season one. He had some lighter moments, and he does towards the end of it, like he's fighting alongside of Jonathan and um, and Nancy. Um, but uh, now he's straight up like he is one of our protagonists. Like he's a character <laughs> we like, and yes. I, that. Unlike something like Billy, I, I'd buy him a little bit more, you know? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so that storyline is great. Uh, one thing that bothered me with Dustin's storyline, though, is they routinely – they kept going back to this joke of, like, do you he's, – he's lying that he has a girlfriend, right? Like, they kept going back to that joke, and it didn't work for me, like, at all. Uh, it doesn't make any sense because even, like um, – Will and Mike and all of them, when they're helping him set up the um, set up that radio tower, essentially, yeah. they're they're just like, is she even real? Like they're making fun of him. They're like, they don't believe she's real. It's like, why would he drag you all the way up this mountain <laughs> to set up this radio thing if it, it does it doesn't work? And it never came across as something where it's like, to me, like if nobody was making that joke, I would have never questioned it. And to me, if you're going to have them keep going back to that joke, you need to, like, I don't know if you direct him better to make that moment work or if I, – I don't know what it is, but it doesn't – I don't know. It, it didn't quite work. It worked for me. I mean, especially because, I mean, so, so you, you have to – you were questioning it too if she was real? I wasn't questioning it. I mean, I believe Dustin because, you know, Dustin's a bro. Yeah. Um, but sure. – I do understand why, you know, being back in that time setting, why people would, why, what, you know, why? Yeah, because it's easy to make it. up and not. Yeah, verify. because I mean, but he's he, trying to verify. It. That's why it doesn't work for me. I guess. Yeah, but I mean, at the same time, nobody was picking up the phone, so it, it's guess, different yeah. from it's different from today's world because you know, e- you know, for instance, I can easily you just go on Facebook. <laughs> I can easily just go on Facebook, or I can go on any dating app and show you, hey, I'm talking to, I don't know, I'm girl. talking to. Maddie, for instance, I can just show you, hey, talking to Maddie, I have a girlfriend, there's evidence, I have a girlfriend, boom. But I can't do that back in the 80s where, you know, I build this satellite, I show you that I have, like, there's no evidence, there's no messages declaring that. You'd have to be super maniacal to be like, look, I'm going to build this radio tower just to make it seem like I have a girl, like, how desperate do you have to be? That's, That's why it doesn't work for me, but I get what you're saying. Yeah. Um. All right. Uh, Will and Nancy. Let's talk about their storyline. Um, or not? Will, Jonathan, and Nancy. Yeah, Jonathan and Nancy have amazing chemistry. Then this because they're they're dating in real they're life. dating in real life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they definitely do. Uh, I the whole them interning at a newspaper didn't like that was a, kind of random and it was like basically talking about like sexism in the workplace. And it's just like why are we dealing with this in this show right now? Like, sure, I don't know. Like, it was a fine storyline, but it was just like okay. Um, I completely bought it because season two dealt with them trying to bring the the you know what happened in Hawkins public. Yeah, you know it had to do with bringing justice for Barb, and to me, Nancy Nancy wants to be a reporter so that she can help. So that, that you know, yeah. so, so that she can help do that. So to me, I completely bought it. I, I don't question why she would choose to do that. It just felt in the context of the show. It just felt like. I mean, we're having these scenes where she's awkwardly going into the office and it's like, 
I get it. Like, I get why she would want to do that. But it's at the same time, it's like, why are we spending time watching this sh- when I'm watching the show for other reasons dealing with this? It just felt out of place for me. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it was definitely one of the more difficult scenes to watch. But I, I don't uh, yeah. dock it any points because, I mean, I, I do you know, I do buy that. You know, she's you know it, it trying is to correct of the time period. That's definitely how. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, I don't. You know, yeah. I don't. I don't that's knock fair. it any points because of the fact that I mean, you know, we're we're in a time era where guys, you know, were extremely <laughs> a lot sexist. more <laughs> sexist than they are today. Um, well, I don't know about that, but they're more so, open about it at least. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, it, it's 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 you know it's. And it's sad because, you know, she was really passionate about it. and she She's clearly you know, more passionate about it than Jonathan is. She drags him everywhere. <laughs> well, because Jonathan's at a point where he's just, well, think about it. Jonathan's doing photography. Yeah. It's what he wants to do. Yeah. He's, he's doing something that he wants to do. Yeah. And he's not having to deal with sexism. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. put that in perspective. If yeah. you're dating, a, a, you know, a girl back in the 80s who, you know, is really into, you know, obviously... You may not want to go report with her, but yeah. obviously at the end of the day, you love your girlfriend and you yeah. want to go ahead and support her. And so that's why he did to it. To his credit, he is. Yeah, he's going out and he's go. You know, he might be being dragged along, but he is going with her. Like yeah, he's not, like, he whining. He does for a little bit, but uh, he whines towards the end. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, but, but I mean, ultimately, he's fine with it. He's like, yeah, like okay. Now the one thing I, I mean, not the one thing, but one of the biggest reasons I do love their storyline is because we get the best horror sequence. Oh yeah, and the entire show from their storyline, and that is the one in the hospital. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh, that's the best sequence. It might be the best sequence in the show. Yeah, I think it was. Uh, oh, man, I was hesitating the whole entire time. Oh, it's so great. I literally thought both of them were gonna die. Yeah. <laughs> it was ridiculously crazy because I loved I loved the fact that they utilized the people, like you know, at least two of our co- two of their former coworkers. Yes. Especially the most, you know, dickish ones yeah. coming back and then haunting them both. I thought it was really insane how yeah. they utilized both of them. A little convenient, but it, it's again, it works poetically, right? It works yeah. from a writing standpoint where you're like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, let's move on to Hopper and Joyce. Yeah. Uh, and Hopper obviously is going to be the big emotional <laughs> point uh, to talk about here. Um, man. It's, I, I don't know. Uh, what are you thinking? I, I, I obviously we get the addition of Alexi, right? Yes, and the, we also get um, Murray Bo- uh, Bauman. Yes, which uh, I loved Murray Bauman. I well, loved, I love yeah. him. <laughs> he's season. so great. Yeah. Yeah. And he does the same thing. I love that he does the same thing that he did to Will, or to Jonathan and Nancy. To, to Hopper and Joyce. I love it. He's like, come on, guys, let's cut the crap here. <laughs> Just please get over it. get it over with so we can move on. Uh, yeah, so he's a great character. Um, I do love that they brought him back. Another character who had a smaller role last season that they decided, let's bring him back because he was so great. And uh, it's really impressive when your show is at the point where they're, they're just introducing these side characters and they're so they're, they're so good that you have to bring them back. Like that, and yeah. that's a testament to your casting, to be honest, because you're casting these great uh, performers for these roles and it gets to the point where it's just like i mean come on like we can't not bring them back like come on it's it's like it's like the uh felicity from arrow thing where she was meant to be a side character yeah 
or a one-off character, and they're like, she's too good. We have to bring her back. And it was that times 10 with this show because, like, every character that's small <laughs> comes back. Yeah, I mean, you're even um, upset about Alexi. Yeah, uh, and, we met, and we met him <laughs> like, in, season, in episode two like, of this season. Um, so, I was like, Alexi, no! Yeah. And, and the whole thing with, like, him and the strawberry versus the cherry. <laughs> 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 this season is the funniest season by far, in my yes. opinion. Yes. Um, it's really funny. Um, and Alexi is a great addition on that front uh, as well. Um, Joyce, I feel like Winona Ryder has, for the first two seasons, she is the best part performance-wise of the show. Yeah. She, like, Winona Ryder is obviously the most experienced, but she is, like, she's just, she's insanely good in the first two seasons of the show. This season, she doesn't have as much pushing her. Like, because it's not Will and Trouble-centric, which I appreciated, by the way. Yes. <laughs> Thank God. Leave Will alone. <laughs> um, he definitely has his struggles this season, being feeling left out and stuff like that. But it's not like Will's in danger. Yes. Which I appreciated from a variant standpoint. It's like, all right, at least we're getting a different storyline. Um, but the uh, one negative side effect of that is that Winona Ryder isn't given as much to chew on. Uh, I still love. She's still good. I still love what they did with her character because the fact that they really made her a comedic element, yeah. and I loved the chemistry that she had with Hop. And oh, I honestly definitely. loved, I loved the groups that they were in. Honestly, yeah. because I mean, I think even with her and Hop and Murray, I thought they were they were all fantastic, and I thought they all worked well yeah. together, especially with Alexi being involved. Because I loved it when, when she was just like. Hop, I mean, he did say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, the, one of the things, a meme that I saw about this season was that it was just like, uh, Joyce, in, Joyce in season one, uh, where's my son? Joyce yeah. in season two, what's wrong with my son? <laughs> Joyce in season three, what's wrong with my magnets? <laughs> like, to, and to me, that, like, that's not taking away from her storyline or her performance or anything like that. It's just like, that sums up the prob any sort of problem I do have with her storyline. Yeah, of course. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that sums up any of that because it's just like there's it's not as I don't know it's not as compelling. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I 100% agree. But I mean, I, you don't need I don't, I, I don't know. I feel like you we really didn't need it from her definitely, this season. Definitely. And I thought it was I thought I thought it was okay to give her a break. Yeah. All right. Well, let's talk about Hopper. Um, oh man, Hop. He, um, man, that's such. Like, but I think I, I think he has to be. He's alive. I agree. I think I think he he's I in think, the. I think I think even David Harbour kind of confirmed that he was still alive. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's trying not to, but it's like they make it pretty obvious by the end, right? That, yeah, you know that he's not. He's gonna come back, obviously. Uh, be it he's in Russia. That's one theory because they say the American and stuff like that. Yeah, or he's in the Upside Down, which is kind of where I tend to lean. Um, I think I think he tried to confirm that he was the American that they okay. were talking about. Interesting. Um, yeah, I, we'll, because, s we'll I mean, see how, the, how what, this shakes out. But because I think I think it was like an Easter egg. Because you know, like yeah. what other exactly? Why specify? Yeah, yeah. It, it's a it's very strange, definitely. Um, but it doesn't make the letter any more or any less impactful. Like finding out that he yeah. might be able, it, it that doesn't because of that it works so well, and that's one of those things where. It's written really well. Like the the whole the situation is written really well because you set up this thing earlier in the season where he's writing 
writing down what he wants to say to Eleven. And then you get this thing where he's it's just it's rough because like that's the last thing she ends up those are his final words essentially to her and yeah. i think it's written really well in the sense that like yeah that i could buy that that's the last thing he would say like that it makes sense and I, and i do think it's um it makes a lot of sense and it works emotionally yeah yeah i think it's really um definitely sad to you know for him to have gone um but I mean, uh, and I mean, Millie Bobby Brown's performance in that moment—it it sells it. Yes, that's it, what sells it completely. I just—I hated the ending of the season. Why? <laughs> I don't want to be sad, oh, Carlos. Be I was having a great time. <laughs> I was laughing. I was. I just a very I funny loved, season. That especially, especially with the moment yeah. with Dustin and Susie. But it was great. I was so like, hilarious. I love that scene so much. It's hilarious. <laughs> but he's just like, excuse my friend. I'm gonna—I'm gonna say this one time. He was just like, shh. <sighs> Because I pictured me doing that, like having to be in that moment, and then he had to like take a hit for the team, and then I loved how everybody was just listening in, just yeah. like what? Yeah. <laughs> this isn't the time. Nobody interrupts them. They're just like. <laughs> But they have to let him do yeah, it so yeah. that they can get the code. Exactly. So I love it. Oh man. It's, oh, it's but I, I hated like I hated like going from that and then just jumping and just like oh god. Yeah. Hop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like what happened? Yep. So it was sad. Um. So mm. yeah. Um. I don't know. Do you have any other storylines you really wanted to touch on? I know you're running short on time here. Um. I think. I think it's pretty much it. I mean, I, I love this season. I think this season's really great. Um. Definitely. Strangely enough, the season was definitely on the on the funnier side. Yes. But definitely a lot more on the gruesome. Yes. horror side it's very disgusting really really <laughs> weird i was just like what yeah. <laughs> um yeah i mean I, again i mean i had a I had a great the, the, I'm just, I'm just gonna say one last thing here the visuals in this season were amazing it doesn't look like tv it looks like a movie yeah like especially when especially the first episode when you see the mind like the mind flare actually forming from just oh, like yeah. dust and water yeah. i loved it yeah Definitely. I thought it was absolutely amazing, but I think the visual visuals were something to definitely compliment. Yeah, uh, you know me, I gotta I gotta um, compliment good visuals. <laughs> oh, also, okay. one last thing, All just right. for uh, old time's sake, the cinematography in this movie was definitely <laughs> <The> amazing. <movie. laughs> show definitely mean <laughs> okay. show, but in the show was definitely amazing. <laughs> Um, all right, my last thing is going to be a super nitpicky thing that I just have to mention. Like, it's not, again, it's not the end of the world. It's just like, if you think about it, it doesn't make any sense. It's the fact that they basically, they're saying this mall was built, like, re really recently, right? Yeah. Uh, and this season is two, se this is in 85, and the season one takes place in 83, right? So two years since the first event where the Upside Down essentially, like, comes out into the world, right? Yeah. Uh the Russians built the secret base under the mall in two years, <laughs> less than two years. <laughs> like, okay. it's like, again, it that doesn't matter. It's a show. Who cares? But it's just like, it doesn't make strange things, man. It doesn't make any we sense. have a complete different universe. It's called the upside down. Like, it's definitely not exactly two years. It has to be less than two years because like it would take a while for the Russians to figure out something like this happened in Hawkins, Indiana. And then to be like, <laughs> <laughs> all right, now here's the plan. We're going to, via all of these uh, shell companies, create a mall and then make our secret base under the mall. And then they have to, you know, bribe the mayor and do all of this stuff within less than two years. 
It doesn't make any sense. It's, One, but it's like, who cares? Again, who cares? <laughs> You're right. I'm not, I can't even argue with you. It's one of those things that's like, okay, whatever. I just have to go with it. Yeah, I didn't even think exactly. about it. I didn't even think about it. I was like, no, and just, that's the thing. Like, it's not meant to be thought about. So, you know, that's like just when one of those they brought things up, that most people aren't going to notice. When they brought up, like, the year, like, one year later after, like, 1984, I was just like, I'm going to try not to think about the time frame. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, and, that, and that's a hard thing with, you know, anytime you cast kids, you're going to run into this problem of the kids are going to age faster than your timeline is. Yes. Uh, and I think they're doing a relatively good job. Like, I think... They say they're in high school by this season, right? Or they're going at least going into high school in this season. Yeah. Um, so, and they're like, most of them are like, I think Millie Bobby Brown's 15. So that kind of adds up. Like The youngest one is Will. Will is 14. Yeah. But I mean, the, the, young, the oldest one is Lucas, and Lucas is 17 years old. I mean, yeah. you see him in interviews. Guy already has like a goatee <laughs> going got, on. So I'm just yeah. like, <laughs> when I saw him, when I saw him in an interview, I was like, "How old is this kid?" They have a problem, uh, but yeah. it worked. It worked. So yeah. All right, let's wrap it up, Ozzy. I know you got to get out of here. I'm giving the season. Are we rating it? Another nine. Oh, <laughs> I mean, I, I'll probably give it the same. It's an, I mean, TV is different. I, I we normally don't even rate TV, yeah. but I'll go along with you and rate it nine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it, it's a really amazing season. Thank God they didn't do the the whole side story thing with Al again. Yeah. Thank God. I think they, I, was, I think they killed that storyline. Honestly, yes, they did. I was so so nervous that they were going to like when introduce when, like five. Or, no, when, <laughs> <laughs> well, I I thought that she was going to call back up at one point, and yeah. I was like, oh god, please don't do it. Please yeah. don't have the Indian chick show back up again. Like, oh my gosh, that was so <laughs> terrible. All right, Ozzy, you want to sign us out? Yeah, Carlos, where can people find you on social media? Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Cheery456. Make sure you follow us all over social media, all at Screenfellows, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube channel, website, all of it. Um, hopefully, Ozzy will be more regularly back on the podcast. Uh, you can yell at him on Twitter and get him to do that again. Chuck already did. I'm just kidding. He <laughs> didn't. He didn't. He, he just, he, you know, nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> so, again, uh, yeah, hopefully we'll be getting back to a more regular schedule. Uh, who knows, though? So, <laughs> bear with us. Uh, but, yeah. All right, guys, and you guys can find me on Twitter at Castro Ozzy. Also, you know, guys, if you guys have any uh, movie recommendations, TV recommendations, Chucky already emailed me. Saw that email a while ago. To be fair, he emailed me months prior to that. <laughs> <laughs> um, you guys can email me at ozzy.castro at screenfellows.com. Guys, we hope you enjoyed the show. Please feel free to listen and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Overcast. Please rate and review the podcast on Apple on Apple Podcasts, guys. This is Screen Fellows.